Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, I am sitting in the departure lounge of Montreal. International Airport, hence uh, a little bit of background noise here today. And uh, I was, uh, I've just been all weekend at the Montreal Language Festival, which has been absolutely fantastic. And uh, as it happens, I just received a voice message from my friend Chris, who runs the actual Fluency podcast, and he wanted to know uh, what the event was like and how it was. So rather than uh, just reply to him in a, in, a, in a lazy message. I thought I would give him a comprehensive reply whilst also making it available here on the podcast for you guys to listen to so that you can hear some of my reactions and thoughts and uh, things that I've learned myself during the weekend. So that's what you're going to get today in today's episode. I took lots of behind the scenes photos and videos which are on Instagram. So if you'd like to see those, then um, look for me on Instagram at I will teach you a language or one word and you'll you uh, see what we've been up to all weekend, the uh, flattering and not-so-flattering shots. <laughs> so, without any further ado, uh, here's Chris. Yo, Ollie, how's it going? Um, I was checking out some videos and pictures from the Langfest, and it looked like you, you guys had a good time. How did it go? I mean, I was really glad that I couldn't be there. I hope to make it next year, but um, yeah, how was it? What was different this year compared to last year? And like, what are you hoping for next year? I see they already announced that it's going to be there again, so um, definitely going that time. Hey, man. It's good to hear from you. I uh, hope you're doing well. hope uh, you're enjoying Manchester. I'm still very impressed you moved to the UK. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to make it up there and see you sometime. Uh, Montreal, yeah, it was great. I had a fantastic weekend. It was pretty busy, pretty hectic. Um, it's funny, you know, I think people have very different conference experiences. I was kind of conscious this weekend that I was doing quite a lot of work-related stuff. I was meeting uh, various people who were here representing companies and publishers and stuff like that. And uh, so I was pretty tied up. And of course, I was speaking as well. Um, and it just kind of struck me that a lot of people who were here at, at their first conference had a probably had a much more fun, enjoyable time uh, than I did. But I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I attended a lot of talks and. I definitely have some uh, kind of takeaway uh, thoughts. Uh, it was there were a lot of people there. I think there were over 350 people there this time, um, and a lot of people from the uh, from the language community were there. Uh, people from Europe, from people travelled in from from Shanghai, from, from America. It was really, really well attended, and that is fantastic because. Uh, well, you know, for obvious reasons, the more the merrier, right? But a lot of uh, our mutual friends were there, people I hadn't met before uh, as well. Um, so that was great. I think, above all, like, the thing I, I most like about coming to these things is it's like an opportunity just to step away from the day-to-day -day and to think about um, what we do with language learning in a, in a more kind of detached, detached way. And, of course, there's lots of talks from, from very, very... Uh, smart people on language learning and and you know you, you don't necessarily agree with everything you you hear but it but it makes it makes you think and it makes you reflect and that was uh, that was great so headline things uh Stephen Krashen was there Dr Stephen Krashen he is uh the most cited 
academic in the field of applied linguistics. And you know, when I was training as a as a teacher and stuff, I you know, he's like the he's the guy that every single uh, foreign language teacher uh, uh, knows about. And uh, so I was like <laughs> a bit starry eyed there to meet him and uh, I sat down and managed to corner him for for a interview as well which is going to be on the podcast soon and that's that was like a, a bit of a bit of a, a win for me there but I think because he was there and he gave one of the plenary talks one of the big themes for this weekend was what on what he calls comprehensible input and comprehensible input is nothing new in the field of uh, of second language acquisition it's been around since the late 70s there's an idea but it's the it's kind of it was very interesting to see how that kind of went down in a conference with hundreds of people who speak multiple languages and because comprehensible input is it's not a method of language learning but it is a, a kind of concept of um, of uh, what's the best way to put it well let me let me explain what it is comprehensible input is the idea that you learn languages by exposing yourself to material that you can understand it might be it might be you won't understand everything but you can understand enough to derive enjoyment and meaning from it and Krashen's theory of comprehensible input uh, holds that if you simply expose yourself to large amounts of comprehensible input in other words uh, reading and listening material that you can understand and you enjoy and you just keep doing lots of that that is the way that that you will uh, learn a language and uh, and importantly, the theory is that that's the foundation, and things like speaking in another language emerge out of that. So it's a very kind of uh, it, the, the theory is all about large amounts of input from the beginning, and as the foundation of your language learning. So this was like for me, this was the, the theme of the, of the conference, and like for, and for me, you, you know, like I said, it's nothing new because I've studied this stuff, but. For lo- I think a lot of other people, you see, you see here's here's the interesting thing. I was because I was talking with Krashen about this, and I was saying, look, I was asking him, you know, what is the, how do you see, the, the theory and the research that you've been doing over the last thirty years, how does that s- sit and how does that gel with this community of people who are actually doing the language learning thing at the top of their game. And he said that everything that he saw and heard this weekend all reinforced the idea that you know, the, the the most prolific language learners learn with comprehensible input. Anyway, there's going to be I'm going to be releasing stuff about that uh, in the coming weeks, so I won't go on about that. But it was really cool to see uh, to meet Krashen and um, and Steve Kaufman as well, who's uh, who is uh, he's, been, he's been on the podcast before. He's a very well-known language learning figure. He yeah, as you know, like his um, his whole method is based around a lot of reading and listening, and so he was he was just like in in heaven <laughs> hearing all this stuff because it kind of confirmed it confirmed his ideas about uh, about language language acquisition and and it, the, the opposite was true as well. Like Krashen hearing Steve Kaufman talking about what he does to learn languages is again it's like confirmation of this theory. So it was it was very interesting to kind of see this idea that I've been familiar with for a long time and I base a lot of my kind of teaching on and actually seeing that materialize and be, be spoken about in the conference so that was also the other thing was that me and uh, Stephen Krashen have one thing in common which is that we've both produced graded readers uh, our storybooks it turns out that he's produced a series of storybooks in Chinese uh, 
so we kind of we hit it off on in that sense and that was that was good kind of validation uh for me uh i think more broadly and again a lot of this came from the kind of theoretical input that crashing gave one of the things that I, that I that really stuck with me and again it's nothing new but it's just when you hear so many people talking about it sometimes these things stick right is the concept of not just comprehensible input but compelling input and so many people spoke about this uh, Richard Simcott spoke about this uh, Steve Kaufman spoke about it Alex Rawling spoke about it the idea that like what do prolific language learners have in common you can really boil it down to a, to a few things often and the passion for learning the language that you've chosen to learn and then going out and looking for compelling input really interesting stuff to learn with like that is that's that's something that you know came up a lot and the emphasis with that on that was a good reminder for me uh i think of what really matters in language learning so that's i think that's helped focus me uh, a lot in in my own learning uh, I met the uh, some people from italki which is cool because italki sponsored the podcast um, and italki has always been a great fit for the podcast for our sponsors because they make it easy and accessible to, to, to get teachers or tutors who can get you that speaking practice right um, and so I mean I've known the people from italki for a while but it was really good to have a to have a sit down a uh, meeting with uh with Mario and Tracy from iTalk and we talked about how we can how we can better kind of help uh the community of people who follow what we do so that was really nice um and yeah i mean more broadly i mean what what else i mean it was good for me to catch up with 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 friends i spent uh i spent a day with Richard walking around montreal having lunch and <laughs> just just joking about random things and uh, we also hung out with Alex one evening, which was a bit of a kind of polyglot workshop uh, reunion. In case you're not familiar with that, uh, for, for a couple of years, myself and Alex Rawlings and Richard Simcott, we went around the world delivering uh, polyglot workshops is what we called them. So we'd get people, people would come to the workshops and we'd just spend a whole day working with them um, on their language learning. And that was, that was really, really fun. We don't have any plans to do anything in the near future but it, we kind of thought <laughs> it was nice to hang out so we thought well you know we should maybe uh, think about getting those back up and running again it was good to catch up with with those guys um it was also good to spend some good time with benny we uh, spent a couple of evenings together talking about <laughs> benny's got some crazy stuff going on he really has he's getting into uh, to like to data a lot and thinking about how he can uh, use because Benny has so many people following his uh, his his work with Fluent in three months that he's got a fantastic opportunity to actually, you know, learn from the data that he can get from from those. And so I think he's going to be coming up with some really exciting things uh, in the future with that. Uh, what else? I spent a lot of time with Steve Kaufman as well. And Steve's a, an idol of mine. I, I just I think Steve is just one of the best thinkers and articulators of of language learning. And uh, so it was always a pleasure to hang out with him. Uh, and then lastly, I just I had just great fun in Montreal. I mean, it is a amazing city, really cosmopolitan. I think it gives L- London a run for its money in terms of cos- cosmopolitanism, if, that, if that's a word, like ethnic diversity. It's fantastic. And the fact that you can go there and, um, 
the language that you hear most often is French as well. And myself and Alex had the same feeling coming out of Montreal, which is that like we, both of us, we, like, we both speak French, uh, but we have a kind of funny relationship with it. I, I've never really had that many f- French friends, and I, I, it might be because of the old rivalry between the UK and France, who knows. But we've, we've had a, a, a complex relationship with France and French, I think. But the thing about coming to Montreal is that it's the people here, they're North American, but French is the dominant language in Montreal. And so it, it's, it gives you a totally new spin on speaking French because you kind of, you're speaking to the kind of North American person that you're familiar with, you know, culturally and, you know, all that stuff. But you're speaking in French. So it's, that, it's a very interesting experience to... To, to to kind of speak another language through different eyes and people here when you speak French you know respond and interact with you in a, in a very different way to uh, to French speakers in France and so that's been really interesting like, every time I come here it kind of rekindles my enjoyment for French so I I went to a bookshop this afternoon and bought a couple of French books uh, which uh, I'm going to enjoy reading over the next the next few weeks so uh, that's been really cool I also uh, came away with the feeling that uh, organising a conference is a lot of work I don't think it's for me conference organising I mean Tetsu and Joey who organised the Montreal Language Conference I mean they did a fantastic job really they are so passionate and uh, and also a little bit crazy which is a good thing because it means they just go above and beyond to, to create these events and uh, they, uh, they've, done, they've done even better this year than last year so you know man I really it was it was it was great I hope you can make it next year uh, I'll definitely be back and um, I've got a funny beeping sound going off in the background maybe that means uh, someone's Sam, someone's panini is ready in the, in the Starbucks just around the corner <laughs> anyway Hope you're doing well, and I hope you can catch up soon. All the best. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course.